Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all could be with us as well. We're excited to welcome back author Aaron Philip Clark to our program today. We first got a chance to speak with Aaron about his book, Under Color of Law, where he was able to introduce a character now we've gotten to know named Trevor Finnegan. That character is back now with his newest book called Blue. Blue Like Me. We're going to talk to Aaron not only about the evolution of Finn in the two books, but also what it's been like for him to see the early response to the new book, some of the themes he's able to tackle, and of course we'll let you guys know how to stay connected with him as well. Aaron, hello to you and welcome back to the program. Man. Hello and thank you for having me. Really happy to be here. Hey, man, the pleasure is definitely all mine. We've had some great conversations already uh, about the book Under Color of Law, so glad to have you back for book two. So I want to first of all talk about that achievement. What has it been like for you to go from your debut to Under Color of Law with this character and now, of course, to be able to see the way that people are responding to the new book with Finn? Oh, I mean, it's, it's been great, and, and, you know, I'm very fortunate. I think uh, when it comes to creating a series, you want to hold you craft a dynamic people are going to want to follow and I feel like Finn fits that bill uh, you know he is complicated and, and um, there's a lot of layers there but I also think that at the end of the day he's likable and I think people uh, respond to that and, and want to see where his, his, his character arc is headed um, and, and the changes that he, he potentially will go through even in later books yeah so let's talk about the changes we were able to already see, Aaron, from Under Color of Law and also Blue Like Me. What was that evolution for for Finn for you to see, how he was able to go from how we were introduced to him to now where we find him in the newest book? Well, you know, I early on with Under Color of Law, I never really saw Finn as a hero. Um, I, thought, I saw him more as a flawed human being who, who ultimately is on this, this path uh, of change, and uh, that change is kind of forced in the first book, but now he, in Blue Like Me, he accepts that. Um, and he actually sees the actions that he undertook in the first book and a lot of the questionable things he, he did as a police officer. Well, he's had to pay that price, and in, in some ways he's still paying it. And he's taken on this new role of being a private investigator, but he specializes in trying to expose uh, potentially corrupt police officers. And so he sees this very much as his his albatross and also his penance because he feels like he made some really poor decisions as a as a sworn. Those decisions, you know, for folks who read the first book, uh, right. you know, those decisions ultimately culminate um, in, in that story. Uh, and so, you know, we find Finn at a different place in his life. I mean, three years have passed. Uh, and he, you know, he's, he, he had the lawsuit with um, LAPD. Uh, he also was doing this. And he is in this relationship uh, with a character who was introduced in the first novel as kind of like a, a friend, but then becomes a love interest, uh, Serata. And so now they're together. And, you know, he's trying to make the best 
of, of kind of the world. He's really trying to craft a better life for himself, and he's trying to make the best of his, of his situation um, because things have gotten a little bit more comfortable, but at the same time, you know, things are still just as, just as complicated with his father and, you know, other characters that, that were introduced in the first book. Right, exactly. So I'm going to talk more about that because I think it's interesting even uh, seeing even in this new role with Finn in Blue Like Me how there is still he has to be careful not to cross that line himself of the people who he's going after. Right? <laughs> I think that that is uh, yeah. you know, the, the challenge that happens in your quest for good not to become something that is not good. We're going to get more into that. I want to talk about your journey as a storyteller, though, Aaron, because it was interesting – talking with you last time when we were discussing Under Color of Law, I mean, could you have imagined or did you imagine, is this the world you imagined that you would be able to be a part of where you're able to write stories that literally people around the world can enjoy? Yes, I mean, that was always, you know, I won't say dream because for me it was it was truly a goal. You know, I, I, I got my MFA, uh, you know, I received that, in creative writing. And so for me, I always kind of saw this. I just didn't know when it would happen, right? Um, you know, I, I I published my first novel at 25. Uh, didn't know a whole, whole lot about publishing, uh, you know, just outside of, of what I received in my, in my education, but it's always different when you're actually in it and you're doing it hands-on. And so, you know, I had to kind of learn as I as I went along, and so you know, for me, seeing this point of my career, seeing Blue Light Me, uh, you know, come out, is is kind of like the culmination of of many years and a whole lot of effort, um, you know, just consistent uh, hard work of just kind of beating on on my craft, um, and you know, that is that that's uh, it's rewarding. I mean, it's a it's a it's a very rewarding uh, you know thing to see. Now, it's work, you know. It's 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 stressful, you know? right? Right. Um, you know, it's it's not easy, but um, you know, I think that the fruit that that's bared is 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 um, worth it. You know. Right. I, I wanted to ask you that question here before we got too much into Blue Like Me, because for those who don't know, we're able to kind of take Finn's journey along with him and him kind of living this world. We basically are becoming him. So I wanted to ask you about that in connection with your own success and your own journey. What was it like for you to kind of put yourself literally in his skin and to kind of see the world that he was experiencing? Well, it was interesting to return you know, the L.A. that I've created is very much a noir Los Angeles. Um, and so it was interesting to return to it uh, and kind of project, you know, to 2016. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like the – it's like the tail end of, of 2016. But to kind of project to that point in time where – you, you you have the election going on, you know, 2016 presidential election. Um, there's all these other layers that are happening uh, that are external conflicts. And so Finn ultimately is, is, is working on his own kind of internal conflict, but then also he has this, this investigation. But then it's, the world is kind of changing, and it, and it becomes this kind of, um, you know, it, it, it becomes this, this cloud over 
over everything where that there's a layer there um, that no one really wants to touch. It, 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 and it plays out in every scene. I wanted to make sure there was a conflict in every scene. So in every scene, sometimes it's internal conflict, sometimes it's external, sometimes it's, it's brought about by the investigation. But I wanted L.A. to almost be in conflict. Um, I wanted it to have this kind of dark cloud over it of there being, you know, this looming presidential election, very de- de- divisive time period. And I wanted that to kind of exist as well. And so writing that uh, was very much different than writing the first book, um, even though even, in, you know, in the first book, it was an element of, of in terms of societal conflict as well. But this one is a, was a little bit different to write um, simply because, you know, I, I'm writing about – it's set in the past, so I kind of know how it plays out. But I wanted to capture a moment where um, – almost a moment of, of disbelief of how bad things could potentially get, right, um, and how divisive things could become in the country. And so this is at that, that – we haven't even really gotten to the tipping point quite yet. We're almost there, but it's almost still this lo- lo- level of disbelief that, uh, in terms of where we're headed and how dark things are, are going to become. And it almost became a, a metaphor for Finn's story as well because as he's investigating his case and he's kind of going deeper and deeper, um, it gets increasingly darker and gets increasingly closer to home. And that's really how I saw adding that kind of the political divisiveness is that, you know, early on people didn't think it would come close to home. It was like, oh, no, that's that's not going to happen. Or, you know, they want to like this individual or, or, you know, the country will come together in the end. And, it, you know, and then in the end it just became more and more increasingly, you know, darker and, and, and you know, it just – there was just doom that was kind of foreboded. And, you know, I wanted that to kind of exist in in the story. And so, you know, I think tonally um, that's that's what kind of exists early on, I think. I I tried in that first chapter to really set that up, you know, this idea that it could get really bad. We don't know how bad it could, but just in terms of Finn's life, the fact that he's doing this type of work, he's investigating potentially – corrupt police officers are trying to expose them, um, you know, in a very kind of uh, in the shadows way. Uh, all of it is very precarious. And, and right. we're not clear how bad it could get, but we, we see very quickly, um, you know, that it, it goes from from bad to worse. Yeah, and, and speaking of conflict, there's another type of conflict, Aaron, that, um, that Finn is dealing with, and that is with those that he knows and care about and the suspicions there. I want to talk briefly about that, talk around it. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, those on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome back Aaron Philip Clark to our program. He's the author of the book, Under Color of Law. He's celebrating his newest book, Blue Like Me, that's out now. I'm going to remind you, he can get both books and, of course, stay connected with Aaron. But he's uh, Finn is dealing with a lot of other conflict and suspicions and um, questions about those that he knows. And I want to say as a side point here, and I thought about this when I was prepping for the segment, with you, Aaron. One thing that is interesting about this series with Finn is that the bad, the bad guys in these books that he is going after are supposed to be the good guys. <laughs> you know, it, 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 is, it is an interesting dynamic, you know, and it's something I think that readers will 
will like in that it, it's kind of like, okay, admitting that, you know what, there are some bad apples out there even, you know, who are doing things under the cover of good. Um, and even in this book, Blue Like Me, I think there are some people who think their motives may be good and why they're doing bad things, right? So what was it like for you to kind of have uh, the conflict with Finn and those who cared about him, those he trusted and those he knew well? Well, I mean, so you, you bring up a good point because for, you know, for Finn, his world was, was law enforcement. And as I, I established in the first book, you know, law enforcement, a police department is nothing more than a microcosm of society. So you got all kind of people in there. Um, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't provide any value to put kind of a blanket over that and say, well, you know, if you're wearing the badge, then you're inherently good uh, or that you're inherently bad. So, right. you know, there's, there's individuals who you, he encounters who you're right are trying to – who think that they're doing something for the right reason. Uh, and they think because they're doing it for the right reason that it somehow it washes away the the stain or it washes away the fact that they're doing something that is immoral or illegal. And it's hard for Finn, given his background, to necessarily demonize those people because he, he made certain choices too. So, you know, I wanted there to be this understanding of like, you know, these are just people. These are just individuals and literary humans who just happen to be police officers. But they're they're right. people first. People were in, were 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 terribly conflicted at times. Uh, you know, we could be hypocritical. Um, you know, we a minute say that we're 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 for one thing uh, in terms of of. Uh, politics or policing or just our belief system, and then in the next breath, you know, say something else or our actions go completely against that, right? Um, and so when he encounters this, you know, there's never a moment where he demonizes that. If anything, I think he's very sympathetic to it. Uh, you know, the character who's his ex-partner, Sally Munoz, who who kind of becomes, you know, they end up partnering to uh, you know, on this investigation, investigate the murder of her of her uh, partner that Finn witnesses. Well, you know, he begrudgingly does it because you know he's kind of afraid of of working with her because he he's not 100 percent sure that she's she's a, a good cop, um, and yeah. he thinks that she's been compromised. Uh, but he goes along with it because at the end of the day, you know, he, he feels like he has a connection, that he is still blue inside. Like he's still a cop and he understands that, you know, nobody's really perfect. And he, has, he doesn't really have definitive proof that she is necessarily corrupt either. So it's hard for him to square it because, you know, he's kind of like, you know, compelled to help her. And now she kind of puts the screws on him and it kind of forces him into it. But you know, he then gets gets invested later on, um, you know, as the case kind of gets closer to home. But, you know, for him, it's all it's all murky. And, and that's, I think that's one thing that I enjoy when I'm writing these characters is that there is no good or bad. Uh, you know, there's good and bad choices. And, you know, how the, those choices play out really reveal what these characters are really, really like and the, and the actions that they take after those choices. But for the most part, these are not 
you know, I'm not writing an all-out serial killer. Or I'm not writing, you know, just someone who, who is just inherently just evil and is running around, you know, doing terrible things in Los Angeles. I mean, these are people who, who are just everyday kind of folks who think that they're doing the right thing or some know they're not doing the right thing, uh, but they think because they're not necessarily hurting anyone um, that it's okay. Uh, but, yeah, th- that's, that's the idea. That, that was the world that I, I wanted to create where you can't necessarily root for one person. I mean, hopefully you root for Finn because, you know, he is the protagonist <laughs> and you know, he is the one who, who's, uh, you know, driving, kind of, you know, steering the, the, the story along. Um, but in terms of the other characters, you know, I hope that people will see them as, as you know, kind of conflicted human beings but not necessarily, you know, all out, you know, just bad people because I'm not so sure that they are. Everyone has a motive to, for what, why they do what they do. Right, exactly. Let, let's step back a moment, Aaron, and talk about a group we have not discussed, and that is the reader. Um, you're active on social the way that I am. I want to talk about that experience for you from uh, Under Color of Law now to the new book, Blue Like Me. What has it been like for you to see your readership develop and grow and get to know these characters? Oh, it's been it's been great. I mean, you know, it's it's um, the readers have a, a particular relationship with the the book that the writer doesn't have, right? So, you know, we we spend a novel and then uh, you go through many revisions, and by the time it's out, you know, you're kind of like <laughs> you almost kind of delete aspects of that, <laughs> you know, from right. your brain. You know, you kind of have to detox a little for a whole year. And then you don't forget, but maybe I think it, it gets shelved somehow, and you kind of just think, like, okay, it's out there. And then you start getting reader feedback. And the beautiful thing is when a reader picks up something that you might not even be very conscious of when you were writing it. Um, and that, and there's been different occasions where that has occurred, where you know, I, 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 someone reached out to me, or it's an early review, um, or it's a blurb. And someone has picked up on something, especially when it's like a through line from Under Color of Law to this book, and they pick something up, and, and I say, oh, wow, I, you know, it makes me sound pretty smart, but sometimes I don't know it's, <laughs> that I even did it, you know, or they pick up a yeah. certain, you know, literary element, and I say, oh, that's pretty good, you know, and then you, you kind of like, like, oh, did I write that, or did I need to write that, you know? Um, but so much of it is kind of organic and, and you know, uh, you may not think a lot of it as you're as you're moving along because it just kind of comes from this, I guess, inspiration. But it's a beautiful thing when when the readers are able to pick that up, and and it also is great to see that people have a connection with with you know Finn, that they they're invested and that they'll it's, you know they they want to see where his story ends. Uh, and and that's pretty cool. I mean, this is, I mean, I've written uh, early series um, that I ultimately I didn't I wasn't sure how long in terms of books that series would go for, and I ended up just kind of stopping because I got to a place where after the second book where I was like, well, it would just felt forced, you know, like if I just kept going, I would just have to come up with more scenarios to put the character in, but the character story really ended after two books, so I, I left it like that with Finn. I'm not sure. I mean, he could go for, you know, in my head, I kind of see the series potentially going for six to eight books. Um, Oh, wow. But, 
Yeah, it just depends. You know, it, it. I have some other stories in situations where I kind of I see him going. I mean, at some point, I think he will go back to the police department. I just don't know um, when that would be, but it will have to be something very, very compelling for him to do that. Um, but uh, I see that happening and seeing him kind of joining uh, the police department with with uh, with the hope that now he can kind of make good on what his original uh, promise was, kind of to himself that he would would build a department that would be more inclusive and you know a department for the future uh, that was right. predicated on on progress and really really not just the buzzword but really really tapping into community police policing. And so, you know, I see it perhaps ending that way. Uh, that could be maybe the, the last book, I'm not sure, but I see it headed in that direction because when I started writing this, I really wanted there to be a hopeful end to it. However it ends, I, I wanted it to be um, hopeful. Got you. Well, it definitely is great to be able to see the the evolution um, of Finn from the first book to this book, and I know that readers will enjoy that as well. Again, everyone, Aaron Phillip Clark has been our guest. Blue Like Me is the newest book. You all can get it now through our friends at Amazon.com or order it through your favorite local bookstore if they don't have it. I know they'd be more than happy to get it for you. And Aaron, how can our audience stay connected with you, man? Sure. So I'm on uh, Instagram and Twitter at lower score write me a world, and then I'm also on Facebook at author Aaron Philip Clark. All right, Aaron. Congratulations to you again, man. Glad we had a chance to catch back up, and looking forward to our next chat together. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Oh, same here, man. We thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Thank as always. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Then let's go make today amazing. Take care.